Dear brothers and sisters, on this most sacred night in which our Lord Jesus Christ passed over from, passed over from death to life, the Church calls upon her sons and daughters scattered throughout the world to come together to watch and pray. If we keep the memorial of the Lord's Paschal Solemnity in this way, listening to his word and celebrating his mysteries, then we shall have the sure hope of sharing his triumph over death and living with him in God. Christ yesterday and today, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, all time belongs to him and all the ages. To him be glory and power through every, through every age, forever and ever. Amen. By his glorious and holy wounds, may Christ the Lord guard us and protect us. Amen. Christ our light, thanks be to God. Christ our light, thanks be to God. Christ our light, thanks be to God.
Dear friends, now that we have begun our solemn vigil, let us listen with quiet hearts to the word of God. Let us meditate on how God, in times past, saved his people, and in these the last days has sent his Son as our Redeemer. Let us pray that our God may complete this paschal work of salvation by the fullness of redemption.
from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you try to me so? Tell the sons of Israel to march on. For yourself raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and part it from this for the sons of Israel to walk through the sea on dry ground. I for my part will make the heart of the Egyptians so stubborn that they will follow them. So shall I win myself glory at the expense of Pharaoh, of all his army, his chariots, his horsemen. And when I have won glory for myself at the expense of Pharaoh and his chariots and his army, the Egyptians will learn that I am the Lord. Then the angel of the Lord, who had marched at the front of the army of Israel, changed station and moved to the rear. The pillar of cloud changed station from the front to the rear of them and remained there. It came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. The cloud was dark and the night passed without the armies drawing any closer the whole night long. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord drove back the sea with a strong easterly wind. All night and he made dry land of the sea. The waters parted and the sons of Israel went on dry ground right to the sea, walls of water to right and left of them. The Egyptians gave chase after them, right into the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and his horsemen. In the morning watch, the Lord looked down on the army of the Egyptians from the pillar of fire and of cloud, and threw the army into confusion. He so called their chariot wheels that they could scarcely make headway. Let us flee from the Israelites, the Egyptians cried. The Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. Stretch out your hand over the sea, the Lord said to Moses, that the waters may flow back on the Egyptians and their chariots and their horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and as the day broke, the sea returned to its bed. The fleeing Egyptians marched right into it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the very middle of the sea. The returning waters overwhelmed the chariots and the horsemen of Pharaoh's whole army, which had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not a single one of them was left, but the sons of Israel had marched through the sea on dry ground, walls of water to right and to left of them. That day, the Lord rescued Israel from the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. Israel witnessed the great act that the Lord had performed against the Egyptians, and the people venerated the Lord, and put their faith in the Lord, and in Moses' his servant. And it was then that Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song in honour of the Lord.
from the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Now your Creator will be your husband. His name, the Lord of hosts. Your Redeemer will be the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. Yes, like a forsaken wife distressed in spirit, the Lord calls you back. And does a man cast off the wife of his youth, says your God? I did forsake you for a brief moment, but with great love will I take you back. In excessive anger for a moment I hid my face from you, but with everlasting love I have taken pity on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. I am now as I was in the days of Noah, when I swore that Noah's waters should never flood the world again. So now I swear concerning my anger with you and the threats I make against you. For the mountains may depart, the hills be shaken, but my love for you will never leave you, and my covenant of peace with you will never be shaken, says the Lord who takes pity on you. The Word of the Lord. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, O come to the waters, all you who are thirsty, though you have no money, come. Buy corn without money and eat, and at no cost wine and milk. Why spend money on what is not bread, your wages on what fails to satisfy? Listen, listen to me and you will have good things to eat and rich food to enjoy. Pay attention, come to me, listen, and your soul will live. With you, I will make an everlasting covenant out of the favours promised to David. See, I have made of you a witness to the peoples, a leader and master of the nations. See, you will summon a nation you never knew. Those unknown will come hurrying to you, for the sake of the Lord your God, of the Holy One of Israel, who will glorify you. Seek the Lord where he is still to be found. Call to him where he is still near. Let the wicked man abandon his ways, the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn back to the Lord who will take pity on him. To our God who is rich and forgiving. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. It is the Lord who speaks. Yes, the heavens are as high above the earth as my ways are above your ways, my thoughts above your thoughts. Yes, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return without watering the earth, making it yield and giving growth to provide seed for the sower and bread for the eating. So the word that goes forth in my mouth does not return to me empty, without carrying out my will and succeeding in what it was sent to do. The Word of the Lord.
Let us pray. O God, who make this most sacred night radiant with the glory of the Lord's resurrection, stir up in your church a spirit of adoption so that renewed in body and mind we may render you undivided service. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. O God, who by the pages of both Testaments instruct us to prepare to celebrate these Paschal Mysteries, grant that we may accomplish and comprehend your mercy, so that the gifts that we receive from you this night may confirm our hope of the gifts to come. Through Christ our Lord. Christ Jesus, we were baptised into his death. In other words, when we were baptised, we went into the tomb with him 
and joined him in death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead by the Father's glory, we too may live a new life. If, in union with Christ, we have imitated his death, we shall also imitate him in his resurrection. We must realise that our former selves have been crucified with him to destroy this sinful body and to free us from slavery of sin. And when someone dies, of course, they are finished with sin. But we believe that having died with Christ, we shall return to life with him. Christ, as we know, having been raised from the dead, will never die again. Death has no power over him anymore. When he died, he died once for all to sin. So his life now is life with God. And in that way, you too must consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive for God in Christ Jesus. The Word of the Lord. According to Matthew. After the Sabbath and towards dawn on the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala and the other Mary went to visit the sepulchre. And all at once, 
there was a violent earthquake for the angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled away the stone and sat on it. His face was like lightning. His robe was white as snow. The guards were so shaken, so frightened of him, that they were like dead men. But the angel spoke, and he said to the woman, There is no need for you to be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said he would. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go and quickly tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead, and now he is going before you to Galilee. It's there you will see him. Now I have told you. Filled with awe and great joy, the women came quickly away from the tomb and ran to tell the disciples. And there, coming to meet them, was Jesus. Greetings, he said. And the women came up to him and, falling down before him, clasped his feet. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers that they must leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. The Gospel of the Lord. few days before the lockdown and the restrictions that came with it, I uh, went to visit a man in prison. If you have never been in prison, they are not nice places. Everything and everyone is locked up. The prisoners themselves, but also the, guard, the, the guards too, are locked in along with them. Prisoners, believe it or not, can spend some 23 hours in their cells, even when they've not been tried nor convicted. They very often have short spells of exercise in the yard, times to wash, and all their meals are taken in the cells. The cells are small and cramped, and very often occupied by two people, two strangers, and often two people who turn out not to be too friendly to one another. In prison, as you probably know, there are people with mental health problems and serious drug addictions too that create problems with dealing with them. The prison, prisoners and the prison wardens play a kind of cat and mouse game trying to outwit each other. The loss of your freedom can be a very painful punishment. We take for granted very often that ability to go where we want and to do what we want and when it's taken away it's very harsh. Until it's taken away you can never really imagine how difficult it is. Strangely there is a sense in which we've all been locked down and locked up in these weeks, akin to being in prison. The restrictions placed on us 
because of the virus have meant that those freedoms that we very often take for granted have been taken away from us. To walk freely, to go where we want, to visit friends and family, to work and to socialise. The restrictions, of course, are placed upon us for our own safety and the safety of others. We've never known that experience, where you're expected to stay in your own home, where you're not permitted to go out except for a necessity or to have a short walk. It's akin to being in prison, added to which we really don't know when we're going to get out and what it'll be like when all of this is finished. A few weeks ago when I visited that man in prison, I didn't know that many throughout the world, reckoned to be half the world's population, would be in a similar circumstance within a short space of time. At Easter, our eyes turn towards the tomb of Jesus. It also is like a prison. Instead of locks and keys, over the tomb of Jesus there is placed a massive stone. The stone is not there not because they thought anyone was coming out, but to stop anyone getting in. As you know, in ancient times, very often graves were regularly robbed for precious possessions that might have been left with the person who had died. And it was also a safety device to stop animals, wild animals, scavenging and entering into the tomb. The tomb itself is the ultimate prison. No one is getting out. No one is getting in. What we hear today at the Easter Mass is that the stone itself is rolled away and the person who was laid within, namely Jesus, is no longer there. He was certainly there before, for his body had been taken there, down from the cross, and laid in this place, cut, scarred, bruised, and bleeding. And we know that it was a rushed burial because of the Sabbath that was about to take place. The stone, then, is rolled firmly across, as if to secure it as a prison. And of course there are guards placed around it as well. The stone itself, as we hear, is rolled away. And the body that is within is no longer there. The women come to see. And they see that the stone is rolled away. And the guards are struck down like dead men. And special messengers from God announce to the women what they are seeing, an empty tomb, the body no longer there, for Jesus has risen. Tombs are the ultimate prisons. Those going in are not coming out. And so it was for Jesus. The rock, this large rock, this immovable rock, said that he was not coming out and would never be coming out. But the Easter message is exactly the opposite. 
stones rolled away and the one who was held captive is no longer within. That stone, no matter how heavy it was and no matter how large it was, could never hold, could never imprison the Son of God. On Easter Day, the tomb is empty and the one who was once there is no longer in this tomb. The tomb itself is the ultimate prison which holds us prisoners to the thing that brings death no longer brings death now but is open and we find ourselves free free from the tomb Easter itself is of course exactly about this not dead people but new life the stone, massive and immobile, has been rolled away. And all of us, with and in the risen Christ, receive a new life and are ourselves set free. It would be easy in these times to think with the restrictions placed on us that we are in a sort of a prison. But the whole Easter story tells us that we can never be in a prison because the Lord himself by his resurrection has set us free. The stone rolled across the tomb has been rolled away. We are free to think, free to act, free to believe, free to trust, free to hope and free to love. We are not prisoners any longer. We are set free by the very grace of God. And we can feel the sunlight on us and we can hear the breath of fresh air and we can feel the breath of fresh air. We are set free ourselves to be the children of God. As you know yourself, there are all sorts of prisons that we find ourselves in in life. But the Easter message is addressed to all of us that we are set free. The stone is rolled away and we can leave the darkness behind. There's everything to believe in, everything to hope in, everything possible to love in. We are set free from the darkness of the tomb as on the first Easter day, light floods in. In these days of uncertainty, this Easter day comes to us with light and hope and the promise of joy. In these days in which we are afraid and unsure, all of us feel once again that warmth and joy that the Lord himself brings us. The angel's first words to the women themselves are don't be afraid. These words are also spoken by the risen Lord. There's no need to be afraid. The tomb is empty. The stone is rolled away. There's a new life. There's joy and hope and love and peace through this Easter day.
Dear brothers and sisters, let us humbly beseech the Lord our God to bless this water that he has created, which will be sprinkled upon us as a memorial of our baptism. May he graciously renew us May he graciously renew us, that we may remain faithful to the Spirit whom we have received. Lord our God, in your mercy be present to your people, who keep vigil on this most sacred night, and for us who recall the wondrous work of our creation and the still greater work of our redemption, graciously bless this water. For you created water to make the fields fruitful, and to refresh and cleanse our bodies. You also made water the instrument of your mercy, for through water you freed your people from slavery and quenched their thirst in the desert. Through water the prophets proclaimed the new covenant you were to enter upon with the human race. And last of all, through water, which Christ made holy in the Jordan, you have renewed our corrupted nature in the bath of regeneration. Therefore, may this water be for us a memorial of the baptism that we have received and grant that we may share in the gladness of our brothers and sisters who Easter will receive their baptism. Dear brothers and sisters, through the Paschal mystery we have been buried with Christ in baptism so that we may walk with him in a newness of life. And so now that our Lenten observances are concluded, let us renew the promises of holy baptism by which we once renounced Satan and his works and promised to serve God in his holy Catholic Church. And so I now ask you, the responses are, I do. Do you renounce Satan and all his works and all his empty show And do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? And do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father? And do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? And may Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit and bestowed on us forgiveness of our sins, keep us by his grace in Christ Jesus our Lord for eternal life. Amen.
Pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. We ask, O Lord, the prayers of your people with offerings, that what has been begun in the Paschal Mysteries may, by the working of your power, bring us to the healing of eternity. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, Lord, but in this time above all to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. He never ceases to offer himself for us, but defends us and ever pleads our cause before you. He is the sacrificial victim who dies no more, the lamb once slain who lives forever. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory. And you are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith.
Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. Pour out on us, O Lord, the spirit of your love, and in your kindness make those you have nourished by this paschal sacrament one in mind and heart. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Before the final blessing, just to wish all of you a very happy and peaceful Easter Easter day and every blessing in the Easter days to come. Just again to let you know that I'm especially remembering you in my own prayers uh, at this special time. And uh, I know it's a time of uncertainty for you, uh, but I know through our own prayers and through the presence of the risen Christ, we'll receive strength and grace uh, to get through these days. God bless you all. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May Almighty God bless you through today's Easter solemnity and in his compassion defend you from all the assaults of sin. And may he who restores you to eternal life in the resurrection of his only begotten endow you with the prize of immortality. Now that the day of the Lord's passion have drawn to a close, may you who celebrate the gladness of the Paschal Feast Come with Christ's help and exulting in spirit to those feasts that are celebrated in eternal joy. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Alleluia, alleluia. Oh. Mm-hmm.